Today on Locked On A's, we are starting with win of the week, and then we're going to be talking about pitch tempo and seeing where the A's pitchers rank and how fast they are to the plate because next year there's going to be a pitch clock. So let's see how the A's are equipped for that, but let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 452 of the Locked on A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, we are doing win of the week. I'll explain what that is if you guys have missed win of the week on all of the other episodes, and then we're going to be talking about pitch tempo, because why the heck not? It's going to be interesting, and we're going to see where the A's pitchers rank according to baseball savants and how quickly they're getting to the plate who needs to improve who's doing just fine we're doing all that today but before we get into anything thank you so much for making locked on as your first listen of the day we are free and available on all platforms uh subscribe to our youtube channel follow us on social media at locked on A's on twitter and instagram i'm a by jason b on twitter if you guys have any questions for us please join our twitter community over it's at locked on a's on twitter uh, it's, it's simple. Just do that. Uh, if you can't find it, DM me or tweet at us. It's, it's simple, but let's get into the win of the week. <laughs> uh, typically we do win of the week at the end of the show, but today we are switching things up because I wanted to start by having lots of fun. And also the next two segments are, you know, general baseball sort of. Uh, and so we're going to be doing, you know, the actual A stuff first, so let's do that. For those of you that usually don't get to the end of the podcast, uh, Win of the Week is just me doing a quick preview of the upcoming series, and it's called Win of the Week because when it started, when I started doing this segment, uh, the A's were only winning one game a week, and it was basically me trying to decipher which game the A's were going to win that week. And so uh, it, it was, it's a fun Fun little thing that I do. It's a good time. So uh, now we're all cut up. Let's get predicting, prognosticating. Or let's see which game the A's are going to win. we got a quick two-game series in Texas against the Rangers, wrapping up the, the season series with Texas. So Tuesday, today, we have Ken Waldachuk going against Cole Reagans. Reagans? I don't know. It sounds. It looks like Ragu. It look, also, Reagan. Doesn't matter. Cole Reagans. Uh, I believe that the the last time the A's faced the Rangers and they did win of the week, Reagans was definitely uh, one of the pitchers that was there. And I was like, I don't know who that is. The A's are going to win that game because uh, I'd never heard of him. He has like 21 innings now, but he had fewer than that then. So, uh, yeah, he went five innings, gave up three runs in that start, and the A's did, in fact, win. So this is why you come to me for win of the week. Th- these are the things that you miss if you don't finish the podcast is, uh, wow, that's insight right there. Just... He, he hadn't heard of them. A's win. Boom. Prognostications. <laughs> so I think that this game's going to come down to the effectiveness of Ken Waldachuk. Um, and I'll get into that here in a sec. But uh, Reagan's is not going to be going deep in this game. The most innings he's totaled uh, is five in any of his five starts. So he's not going to be going six, seven innings. He can go five, maybe. And we'll see 
how many runs the A's can score against him in that amount of time. Uh, in three of his five outings, he has walked at least three batters. So control has been an issue. The game that the A's beat him, he only issued one walk and they still got the win. So there's going to be some traffic on the bases. I believe that his whip is like 146. Granted, very small sample size, but still there's going to be traffic on the bases and it's going to be up to basically Sean Murphy. Uh, to drive them all home. Also, Dermis Garcia's in this lineup. Jay Langoliers is in this lineup. You got Christian Pache going in center field. You got uh, Ramon Laureano, I believe, leading off playing right. It's an interesting lineup, I got to say. So we'll see what the A's do offensively in this game. I like it. I like what they're doing. I think Dermis Garcia is going to have a big game. We'll find out here in like three hours. It's three hours from now as I'm recording, probably. Uh, it's probably happened by the time you've heard this, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, let's see if I'm right. So, one other thing about Cole Reagans is that uh, he has more walks than he does strikeouts in 21 and a third inning stretch. But it, it's one more walk than strikeout, but still, that's not a good sign of a guy who's excelling. And so, just a, just an idea of the kind of guy that we're going to be seeing here. So, if Ken Waldachuk can be sharp in his third career starts then the A's won't have to battle as hard against the Rangers' bullpen. Uh, if, if Reagans gives up you know, three runs and Walterchuk gives up one, hey, you got a lead, just hold the lead. And then maybe you can score a run or two against the Ranger bullpen. Um, so we'll see. I think that the A's win this one and Walterchuk goes six innings, allows one run, strikes out five, and walks one. That is a new addition for uh, just this one right here, uh, is me giving a stat line that I'm predicting. But I think that... I, I like what I'm seeing from uh, Ken Walichek. I think that he's gonna he's gonna be good. The Rangers are not a good team. He faced the Braves his last time out, and while the stat line said that he had a worse start than he did against the Nationals, I thought that he pitched better because he didn't walk as many guys. And I, I think that he's he's gonna be finding his way. This is this could be a growing pain start. This could be a welcome to the big league start. We're gonna find out. But the Rangers, I think he can beat up on the Rangers. That, that's all I'm saying. So Wednesday, tomorrow's game, you got JP Sears going against Dane Dunning. Dunning is one and zero against the A's this season in two starts. He also had a no decision, uh, and he has given up four earned runs in ten and a third innings pitch. So again. Not going super deep into games, but I think he went uh, six and one and uh, four and a third in the other. So he, he went six and one. So and that's fine. But uh, he's given up two runs each time out. So you can bank on two runs because that's just the trend line that we're following here. Uh, I think the JP Sears bounces back from his outing against the White Sox where he may have been tipping his pitches. I still haven't seen confirmation of that, but it was speculated. So let's just say that he was. He was tipping his pitches. And so that's why the White Sox... Uh, run him up for, uh, what's it, six runs in two innings. I think that he pitches better than that against the, the Texas Rangers, who are not a hot team and also not trying to make the playoffs. Um, so that's that's where, where I'm sitting with J.P. Sears. Uh, he's already faced the Rangers, which is a touch worrisome because he is a guy that relies on deception. So they, they've seen him at work, and maybe they have a better game plan going into this start than they did in the previous start. And in that previous start, he went five shutout innings, and uh, he, he was pretty good. So is he going to have five shutout innings again? Hey, maybe he'll have six this time. Boom. Uh, no, I, I think that he probably gives up a couple of runs in this one because he's been around a little bit more. He's less of a surprise to people. So... He's going to be touched up, but I think that he's still finding his way. He'll be okay. 
I think that he can still shut down the Rangers. So I think that that's where we're starting. Uh, and I think that this game is going to be left up to the bullpens. And because AJ Puck has been struggling a little bit in the ninth inning, I, I, I'm going to give this one to Texas. And I don't want to, but I'm going to give it to Texas because it feels like it'll be a tighter game than Tuesday's game. And I got to give the A's one win in this series because <laughs> it's the Rangers, you guys. Um, it's, it's a quick two-game series to wrap up the season with the Rangers. And the A's currently, as we head into Tuesday, are 7-10 and against them this season. I have no doubt that the Rangers will be making more moves during the offseason. They're going to be adding more pieces because they already spent, what, like half a billion dollars last offseason? Uh, which is misleading because they didn't. They spent that over the course of 10 years. But they say they're like, oh, they spent so much money in one offseason. They didn't, but okay, sure. But anyways, I, I think that an attainable goal for next year will be to win the season series against the Rangers. They they went ten and nine against them in twenty twenty one with all of their with all of the good players that they had, and uh, I, I think that if the A's win both of these games in this series, which is definitely possible because the Rangers are not a juggernaut, and the A's have some pieces they can put together some wins. Why not? Uh, if they win both games, they'd be nine and ten against the Rangers this season, which means that all of the money, all, all that half a billion dollars that Texas spent, would have been good for. One more win against the Oakland A's, even with the A's trading away Chapman and Olsen and Bassett and Manaya, letting Starling Marte walk, letting Mark Canna walk. The Rangers spent all of this money, got Marcus Simeon, got Corey Seager, got John Gray. They got one more win than the A's, and the A's aren't trying to win. So, yeah, I think that a series win against the Rangers next season could be in the cards. Just saying. I, I think that. I mean, I, I say that, and then I'm like, yeah, well, they might also trade Sean Murphy, who is also the, the Texas masher. So, hey, who, who knows what will happen? But uh, that's where we're going to leave win of the week. We'll be doing another edition of this on Thursday. So if you enjoyed this, uh, get ready for Thursday's episode because we're going to be talking crap about the, uh, the Houston Astros as well. Uh, they're going to be wrapping up their season series with the Astros. And uh, you got Lance McCullers again. <laughs> Yay. And also the rest of them. Actually, let me check real quick. I'm going to see if they're going to be facing uh, Justin Verlander, who is hurt. No, they're Justin Verlander is faking an injury. Give him, give him to us, you cowards. Uh, remember when uh, Mike Fires was a coward for not facing the Astros? And now Justin Verlander just keeps ducking us. Put up or shut up, Justin. Anyways, uh, that's one of the week for this week or for uh, today. But uh, coming up, we're talking about pitch tempo times, and it's going to be a lot more exciting than I am uh, making it out to be. So stay stay tuned. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games, which have already happened. But hey, screw it. Week two is also an opening. There's Thursday. There's so much football. Go play some bets at BetOnline because BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including baseball, MMA, boxing, golf. The NHL is right around the corner. The NBA is further in the distance. The, the NFL is back, baby. Uh, teams are playing and... 
Hot takes are being flung. And, ah, Trey Lance. Whoa, is he good? I he's played a game. Shut up. Anyways, uh, head over to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast, where sometimes during ads, I talk about Trey Lance. So that was fun. Um, but <laughs> hopefully you guys are enjoying the show. Subscribe wherever you guys can. Make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any uh, questions for us, make sure to join our Twitter community. Post them in there. Have some fun. Make some friends. Have a party. Go wild in there, but be respectful. Um, but real quick, uh, before we start talking about the times that the A's pitchers have and, you know, the stats involved, I just wanted to give some some thoughts on the pitch clock because, uh, you know, let, one, if you don't know, uh, there's going to be a pitch clock next season. That was announced uh, last Friday, so MLB decided that there's going to be some rule changes, and one of those is going to be the pitch clock. That's, that's where uh, we're going to be starting off here. So part of the beauty of baseball is that there are no clocks, and uh, that, that is something you're going to be reading a lot uh, throughout the, the rest of the season, throughout the offseason, and into spring training of next year is, ah, there's no clocks in baseball. Well, they're ruining the game, but I think that this particular clock may... I might be able to get used to it, honestly, uh, because it's not going to be affecting how long the game goes directly. It's more meant to improve the tempo or the flow of the game. And honestly, that's something that I am okay with because there are so many strikeouts and just home runs. There's not as many like hits anymore. And I think that, you know, that the shift ban is going to be helping with that a little bit. So, hey, we'll see. And also running. I, I like running. Uh, that's a good time. So, hey, we're going to see how this goes. Uh, is kind of where I'm I'm falling currently. Of course, uh, the, the pitch clock is going to impact game times because there's going to be less time in between pitches, but it's not going to be affecting like how many innings it goes or how many outs you get or anything like that. And so for that reason, I, I think I'm okay with it. Also, uh, they keep saying baseball is dying, and this is baseball, I guess, attempting to reach casual viewers. And if you pick up the tempo, and you make it more watchable, you, you improve the watchability score of baseball, hey, that's great, because uh, there's something that I do love, and that is talking baseball with random people that are wearing a baseball hat. I'll be like, ah, that's an Orioles hat. I've had people, I, I would wear an Orioles hat. I think I worked at, like, Home Depot once, and I have, hey, go O's! And I was like, huh? Oh, crap, I'm wearing an Orioles hat. Um, so that's just fun for me, is just randomly, you know, when I would serve tables at the restaurant, you know, back before COVID, uh, just talk to people about the, the team who, that they were supporting on their heads. And uh, that was always a good time for me. So I like talking baseball with random people. And the more people that are watching baseball, the more people I can talk baseball with. So, hey, that'd be great. Also, it'd be great for content numbers. You know, you know I make baseball content. It'd be great for that. So uh, more people watching baseball. Good for me. <laughs> At least that's the hope and the dream that I'm being sold by Major League Baseball. So, I get that the players don't like it because they have their routines and it's something they got to they got to get used to. But uh, I think that this favors the hitter a little bit. And obviously the hitters have been very outmatched by the speed of like sliders and uh, sticky stuff. And there's been so many things that have been going against the hitter. I think this is an adjustment to try and make it uh, level the, the playing field a little bit is what I think that they're going for here. So um I, I know that they want to make sure that they get the right sign and, and pitchers want to make sure they get the right sign and go through their routine. And I think that they just, they're asking to be just a, just a touch faster is really all. I mean, the pitches are 
called digitally now. And, and you know, not some, most cases, I don't know how many people are using that stuff. But um, I, I don't see why, if you're calling the pitches digitally, wh why this would be an issue. Uh, the guys that use the fingers, maybe. Because you got to go through the fingers and you got to do the, the whole progression because there might be a runner on second. You don't want your signs to get stolen, blah, 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 blah. But if you're like, I want to throw a, a change up here. And he's like, and the catcher's like, okay. What was that, two seconds? You got 13 other seconds to just mess around and do do whatever you want with the other 13 seconds. Uh, but, you know, adjust your cap and uh, scratch your neck and do whatever. Uh, what, what do baseball players do? <laughs> so it, I, I don't think that this is going to be a, a huge thing once people get used to it. And it's been done in the minors. Minor league pitchers are well adjusted here. And uh, it's it's going to take some getting used to for, for the big leaguers and for the fans, obviously. But I think that this could be a good thing. Uh, and maybe I, I'm just fighting my age here and try not to be an old man that's grumpy at everything uh, so so that I don't sound cranky. But until I see the pitch clock in action in Major League Baseball, I, I don't think I'm going to make up my mind. I, I, I think I'm leaning towards it's fine. Uh, I was going to say as long as it's not on the screen, I'm fine with that. But also I want to know how long the pitcher has. So it kind of has to be on the screen for it to work for the viewing experience. So, oh, well, I, I got over that one really quickly once I thought about it for uh, three seconds, I believe was the, the time that I see. See, I could throw a pitch in Major League Baseball. Look at that thought process. Boom. Three seconds. Anyways, uh, for what it's worth, uh, people that work in the minor leagues and play in the minor leagues uh, are super okay with it, and they like it. And I think that the, the media is going to really enjoy this because you're going to knock probably like 20, 20 minutes off a game. Obviously, there's going to be commercial breaks and all that stuff. And, hey, maybe there's going to be more offense, and then the games will be the same amount of time, but they'll be maybe more interesting. So that's – I don't care. Football takes forever, and I – Okay, here's the story. Football takes forever. People like it because of betting. Um, but on Sunday, for the first uh, game of the year, I th there was the Niners game, and then there was uh, the Bengals game, I think it was the other game. And I, I went upstairs because I had a second. I was like, oh, here, let's check one of the scores. Uh, somebody was uh, Hurts, and they were going to commercial. Then I switched over to the other game, and it was on commercial. That is football my, my football experience in a nutshell is all of these friggin' commercials. People love this sport anyway. So uh, you don't got to improve baseball that much, you guys. It's it just just a little bit. And I think that this is just a little bit of improvement. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know that it's going to overtake football. But, hey, maybe y you get some of those summer viewers. And uh, people stop going outside as much. And they sit on their couches and watch some baseball. And then just one last point here before, uh, before we close out this segment. And that is, I think that... This being around in the minor leagues for the last few seasons uh, could actually help the A's, the young, the youthful Oakland Athletics next season, at least early on, uh, because they'll have a decent amount of guys who have already been playing with these rules in effect on their major league roster. So I think that they might have a leg up on an older team like the Giants or, you know, the Yankees who have not played with these rules. And so, hey, we'll see. I think it's just something to think about. I don't know that the A's are going to be, you know, a good team necessarily. We're going to have lots of discussions about that uh, during the offseason. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast because uh, the A's could be a surprising team. They, they've shown some, some spurts here and there of being a competent team. I don't know that they're going to be at 500, but hey, maybe like 73 wins. That's watchable baseball. That is 
That's a 21 improvement from right now. That'd be great. But uh, j- just something to think about for next year is, hey, maybe the A's can take advantage of these new new rules, get some wins early, and then, hey, we'll see what happens. Just a thought. Anyways, coming up, we're talking about the A's pitch times, uh, at least the guys that are on the mound right now, and uh, seeing where they stand. Who needs to improve? Who's doing just fine? We got that all coming right up for you. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show and you've made it this far, please leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to it. If you can leave five stars, do it. It helps. It's nice, and I appreciate it. Uh, thank you to everybody who has done so already. Um, also, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, join that Twitter community and just pose a question. Make some friends. There's some good, good people in there. So it's a it's a close knit group. I like it, each and every one of them. But let's talk about uh, just where the A's pitchers stand in relation to the pitch clock because I thought that it would be a good exercise to just see how the A's current pitchers stack up in relation to the pitch clock. Uh, As a reminder of the rule, uh, a pitcher will have 15 seconds to begin his windup once he receives the throw from the catcher, and that is when there's no runner on. And when there is a runner on, he will have 20 seconds to begin the windup once he gets the ball from the catcher. So that's 15 or 20 seconds basically is what you're looking at here, uh, whether or not there is a runner on. So there you go. So let's start at the top of the list with Cole Irvin, who is the fourth fastest guy in baseball uh, in terms of tempo and getting getting the ball uh, thrown and whatnot, because he's working at about eight seconds in between pitches. Uh, Granted, from the time that he gets the ball to the time that he throws the ball. And this is according to Baseball Savant's timer. Um, And for what it's worth, and this could be an interesting thing to keep an eye on for spring training. Jared Koenig, uh, he also clocked in at eight seconds. He's gotten a cup of coffee with the EAs, and he's been he's had some mixed results. He pitched well out of the bullpen in his last uh, outing, I believe. But uh, just an interesting thought. Maybe you get some guys that work a little bit quicker and stack your rotation or your pitching staff with guys like that early on in the season because guys aren't because batters aren't going to be used to that just yet. So maybe that's something to keep an eye on during spring training is, hey, who has an upper an upper hand here? And is it because of how quick they are to the plate? I don't know. You know, like uh, when you're coming out of the All-Star break, I remember going to a game, the first game out of the All-Star break, Rich Harden was pitching, and they said that they started him because he throws hard. And I believe they were facing the Rangers. I'm not. He went like seven uh, perfect, no hit innings. He, he did good. And it's because the, the bats were not up to speed yet. And so, hey, maybe that same tactic could work with getting a bunch of guys that are super quick to the plate, like. Cole Irvin and like Jared Koenig, um, but also you want to go with your best pitchers too. So uh, maybe I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought that I'm throwing out there. So most of the A starters work at a quick enough pace to not be impacted by the 15 second rule. But uh, JP Sears is clocking in right at 15 seconds with the bases empty. That could be by design, where he knows how long he has and he's taking every second that he can so that he's ready and he he. Gives himself enough time to recover, do all those things. Uh, so that could be by design, or maybe it's just that's just how long it takes him. And so there could be some potential for him getting rushed if he starts thinking about it. Can baseball's a cerebral game, and we know that pitching is a cerebral part of the game. So 
we'll see how that impacts him. And, uh, you know, maybe it's something to keep an eye on during spring training or the rest of the season, but could be something that he wants to work on a little bit, maybe shave like half a second off to not be pushed up against the, the pitch clock each and every pitch. Because when there's runners on, that could be that could be uh, intimidating. You're like, I got to go. Ah, and, then, and then you miss location and it could lead to bad results. So it, I assume that this is going to be something that most pitchers across baseball are going to be working on all offseason. Maybe not all, for a little bit of the offseason, because they also got to do other things like see their families. But let's keep moving on here. Uh, it's it's really the A's key bullpen arms that are a little bit slower to the plate uh, with no runners on, and that is uh, Domingo Acevedo. He clocked in at 15.4 seconds, which is manageable, you have to think. So he has to work on it just a little bit to trim off that four-tenths of a second, but he is coming in above 15 seconds, so that's notable. And then you got Sam Mole, who is at 16.1 seconds, which will probably take some active thinking to speed some things up here uh, with him getting the ball and then you know, going back to the plate. And then there's the A's closer, Danny Jimenez, who is the slowest of the bunch, clocking in at 18 seconds. And that is a little bit worrisome, because that is three seconds longer than he is supposed to have. And also, he's pitched in the minor leagues. He should know better. Uh, maybe he has a quicker windup than, you know, in, in the minors than he does at the major league level. Is it the reason for his success? I hope not, because uh, he's a, a big part of the A's bullpen moving forward, uh, given what he did for the A's bullpen this year. So uh, it's something to keep an eye on when we see him again in spring training. So, but let's move on to how these guys fare with a runner on base. Again, they need to have it out of their hand in 20 seconds. So 20 is now the number that we're going for. And a uh, new addition to the A's bullpen. Uh, has he pitched one game, two games? He hasn't pitched much. Uh, Tyler Sear, uh, who's from Fremont, I believe I read, uh, leads the way here at 13.2 seconds. Uh, I'm not sure that he's going to be around next year, but hey, Good to know. He's super quick to the plate. Maybe that's something that keeps him around, is he's super quick to the plate. And he could be, let's see, maybe in addition to the bullpen? I don't know. I have like 15 guys in the A's bullpen right now because uh, I like a bunch of guys. But I don't know that everybody's going to make it. I don't know that all 15 of those arms are going to be in the A's bullpen. Hey, let's see. Uh, Cole Irvin's time. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Nearly doubles with a runner on base. It goes from 8 seconds to 15.9 seconds. Uh, he's not close to the red at all. He's still got 4 seconds to play with, but I thought that it was interesting because he is such a cerebral pitcher and he really buckles down in, in thinking about what he wants to do when there is a runner on base. And I I applaud him. That, that's what you're supposed to do as a pitcher. Uh, Sam Mole is also interesting here, but almost for reverse reasons uh, because he... he he was at 16.1 seconds with nobody on base. And with a runner on, he's working at nearly the same pace, coming in at 18.6. So he just adds a couple of seconds. Cole Irvin adds a full eight. And so I thought that was interesting. Also, you know, relievers and starters and blah, blah, blah. But still, uh, Sam Bull doing okay. Domingo Acevedo is still in range of being in jeopardy because he comes in at 19.5 seconds. J.P. Sears is at 20.1 seconds, which is just a tick over where he needs to be. That should be an easy fix, and it could be just something where there's no pitch clock, and it, it seems like he's trying to hit these times like on the nose without the clock. Like He got 15 seconds and then 20.1. It feels like he knows exactly how long he, he has, and hey, 
That's fun, but also something to keep an eye on. Uh, Paul Blackburn, who we should see back in 2023. I didn't include him uh, in yesterday's podcast when I was just like, here's some names for the A's rotation, because I think that he might get traded, and we'll talk about that later. But um, hey, yeah, he's he's there. He's on the team still for now, so we'll see him in 2023 unless he does get traded. And uh, he is at 20.3 seconds. And then there is Danny Jimenez coming in again. He's at 21.3 seconds. Not nearly uh, as rough a starting point as when there's nobody on base, but still something that needs to be worked on. He still needs to trim 1.3 seconds as opposed to three, but still he needs to trim a little bit of time in his delivery to the plate. Uh, Some other fun notes here. Uh, Frankie Montas, who was no longer with the A's, but with runners on, he was the slowest guy to the plate on the A's at 21.6 seconds. And uh, is that something that the Yankees can work on? Probably, but also let's see what the results say next year. I'm intrigued. Uh, Sheldon Noisy, because everybody's favorite pitcher is Sheldon Noisy. Uh, He clocked in at 3.2 seconds with nobody on base and five seconds with runners on. (laughs) Sheldon Noisy does not give a hoot about throwing the base like yeah give it to here get hit it or don't and it's been super effective he has a zero era in like four innings good job so uh why does this all matter well the penalty for not executing a pitch in the allotted amount of time is that uh it you, you get an automatic ball call and that's not great because that can shift the an entire at bat uh it could go from a one one count and then you, you miss the pitch clock and it's all of a sudden a 2-1 count. Whereas if you had executed your pitch and gotten a strike call, it could be a 1-2 count, which is a much more favorable count. So it could go from a pitcher's count to a hitter's count just like that by not being quick enough to the plate. So we're going to be seeing some interesting stuff at the beginning of next year. I'm very excited about it, but I think that we're going to be talking about this a whole lot during the offseason. But for right now, that's where we're going to leave it because I got to get out of here. I have a baby to tend to. But uh, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now, go make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast because baseball expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings his handsomeness, his passion, his humor, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on mlb on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you guys get podcasts also make sure to follow us on social media at locked on A's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter that's all that i got for you guys today so until next time go out and celebrate good times A's fans and i will talk at you tomorrow